The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are only those of the participants and not necessarily those of Village Presbyterian Church or the PCUSA. Welcome to Millennial Ministry, the podcast for young adults for Village Presbyterian Church. With me, as usual, is Trenton. Hey. Hallie. Hello. And today we have a very special guest. He is the Reverend Dr. Brandon Frick. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Now, the question that I have asked both Tom and Roger about this um, is what do you prefer to be called? You have many honorifics. I do. Brandon is good. Brandon is good. Now, the other question, because they both said the same thing, and I was prepared for it this time. Okay, here we go. Do you hate it or enjoy it more if someone calls you reverend or doctor? Which one do you like the most? Uh, probably like reverend the most, doctor the least. Uh, it just, I don't know. It just but This is the life I live now. It's more of the reverend life than the doctor life. Like, if you hear Dr. Frick, you might think I could actually, like, help you with a, like, medical malady. Mm-hmm. I am totally <laughs> unequipped to do that. I just am. Yep. This is only going to end up poorly for everyone. So at least you know when you're saying Reverend that I have a very limited skill set when it comes to medical treatment. I'm good with Band-Aids. That's good. That's Band-Aids are good. Yep. Trent, do you ever put doctor when you go on airplanes or anything? I do. You do? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Now, yeah. Does, yeah, I did it right when I graduated, and I was still like super in the doctor thing. Now I've kind of grow, gotten used to it, and I'm a little less like, you know, anal about it. But wait a minute, this is a, there's an interesting fun fact here because both Brandon and Trenton received their PhD from no, nope, nope, nope that's just me, just him. I didn't, I yeah, I did, but I did. We both went to Baylor. You were at Baylor at the same time. At the same time, along right. with Meredith Holiday. That's right. There's a large Baylor contingent, mm-hmm. apparently, at Village Church. So We're yeah. all trying to get deprogrammed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was actually, Baylor was probably the most, well, not probably, was definitely the most conservative of the three schools I went to, in the Presbyterian College, mm-hmm. and then uh, Princeton Seminary, and then Baylor. So I guess maybe I was looking to get programmed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There you go. No, <laughs> no. But then I got to hang out with all the liberal Baptists at Baylor, and I was like, this is fabulous. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. It was good times. So, Brandon, how long have you uh, been with us here at Village? Let's see. I've been here at Village for almost two years now. I got here in January of 2018. And what do you do here? I am the site pastor at Village Presbyterian Church on Antioch at 14895 Antioch Road, Overland Park, 66221. (laughs) Bring your kids. You want to tell us the worship time? Yeah, worship time's at 930. Uh, <laughs> formation time comes right afterwards. Good Very times good. for all people. Very good. Very good. One of our young adults also now works there, right? Uh, yeah. Claire Stern is our new director for children and youth. We're very excited to have her. Whoop, whoop. Yep, big time. Mm-hmm. She's great. Village on Antioch is our um, additional village campus, our second campus. How are we saying it? We keep changing how we say it. Satellite, we don't love that. No, we don't use satellite. I mean, I just say we're I just is, say we're the southern campus of Village Presbyterian Church. Ca- the southern campus. And that's easy for me, right? Like when I say it, people are like, oh, like how south? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how far south is this campus? But that's that's how I say Hours. it. Yeah. So our Southern Campus. So mm-hmm. we've got worship happening on both campuses, ministry happening on both campuses. Mm-hmm. And so if you happen to live out south, which is a weird thing people say here. Mm-hmm. It, which it really is because it's like, what, 20 minutes? Yeah, but like, why not down south? Instead of out south. They say I gotcha. Mm. I don't know. In the Midwest, y'all. I feel like maybe there is a sociological study to be done here. Yeah, it- if anyone listening to this knows why it's out. 
<laughs> email let us. us. Email us. Let us know. <laughs> email Brandon. Let him Please know. be sure to flood my inbox with <laughs> as many possible responses to that as you can muster. I mean, that's a good point because so I uh, went to Smithville High School, which is north uh, in what is called, I learned later, the Northland, which people in Johnson and Wyandotte counties like refer to as like an entire additional country. Oh, yeah. Like, the Northland. People like, you just this guy, they'd be like, I live there. north. Like, what, north of the wall? Why are you saying it so dramatically? I don't understand. <laughs> it feels like Game of Thrones, doesn't it? Doesn't it feel very game? Like, you're like the free folk? Like, what are you? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. It's really not that far, but people, you know, there's like, oh, north of the river, you know. the ri- I guess the, the river is the... Uh, beyond the casinos. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't know people lived beyond the casinos. <laughs> So, Brandon, tell us what um, what your PhD is in, what you studied, what you're interested in. Sure. Um, so, my PhD uh, from Baylor, second Bears. That's right. <laughs> uh, my PhD from Baylor is uh, in religion with a concentration in theology and also um, ethics as well. And so, I did my dissertation there on environmental theology and ethics. Um, proposing a new framework for people to think about the environment. Um, and that was for very many years, kind of the life that I lived and all I drank, ate and slept. And, and then did, did you realize it was hopeless and we're all going to die? So now you, yeah, I just kind of gave up. I just kind of <laughs> figured, you know, we're all going to drown anyway. <laughs> the best I can hope is that this paper can serve as a flotation device that I have written this dissertation on. So who cares, right? No. No, huh? No, no, no. It was um, part of my dissertation. Like, I didn't even realize it necessarily when I wrote it. But part of it was a hope that what I was writing could actually help the church mm-hmm. um, in thinking through this. Um, and so even during that time, um, I think my mind, even though consciously I was not there subconsciously, that's where... It was just a lot of possibility there. Mm-hmm. What if we could change the narrative? What if we what if we could shift how we think about this mm-hmm. um, in our churches, local churches, denominations, whatever it may be? Um, and so, so it, it was kind of the path of walking um, away from the academy, which I hadn't planned on. Mm-hmm. Um, was was already the seeds that started even before that, as I look back on it. But that was most certainly. The last, the whole last chapter of my dissertation changed mm-hmm. as I was writing it because I just got interested in answering a different question. Mm. That's interesting. So, if you, so now being in pastoral ministry, has that informed how you lead, how you think? Uh, what is it that the church needs to be thinking yeah. about and doing in these? So, I think that days? At, at the at the root of what I did in that dissertation was really provo- propose a relational model between humans, God, and the created environment that was just different than what was out there at the time. And so I think that very much informs the way I pastor and the way I view the church as its own ecology, Mm -hmm. um, as its own kind of ecosystem in which parts have to fit together or it's just not going to work. Um, and which parts have to do what, whatever it is they need to do so that that whole ecosystem can thrive. Uh, and so I think it's really informed my ministry. And I also think that my ministry, if I were to go back and rewrite that dissertation, it would look differently. Mm-hmm. It would look differently now that I'm kind of living in that ecosystem, um, thinking about different ways that parts do and sometimes don't fit together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be really helpful to revisit that. I'm not going to yeah, do no. that. <laughs> There's no way. But if I were to, I think it would look different. I think it would look pretty different. Hmm. 
Okay, before we go any further, what what are you talking about? Uh, the academy. Oh, sure. So the academy is shorthand of talking about higher education, basically mm-hmm. higher education. So I went to Baylor. I wasn't even when I was in seminary. I was in seminary. I went to Baylor so that um, I could be teaching. Really, I wanted to teach undergrads, and so the academy would basically be anything that's post secondary. And so that was kind of the goal and intent uh, from even when I was like a sophomore in undergrad. Um, and so that was kind of the, the plan the whole time. And then two, three years in, I was like, I'm not so sure about this now. I don't know. This is really what I want to do. Uh, so that was a shift. So from the academy to the church, mm-hmm. out of higher ed into the church. So Brandon's out of the academy. I'm in the academy. Those of you know me. So that's the difference. Like I teach religion. Brandon practices religion. Mm-hmm. And teaches religion does the important work. So what did you find most similar from your previous life in the, in the academy to being in ministry and most different? Hmm, great question. So one of the things that's most different is... You can fail your students. You can't fail your students. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> there's truth to that. Um, although I do withhold indulgences. Who I don't. No. Um, was that degree saying that? I'll tell you, right? <laughs> um, so the thing that's most different is when you are in the academy, you have this constantly, uh, constantly changing cast of people in your life. Mm-hmm. Your students change every semester, mm-hmm. every year, whatever it is. In a church setting, you really hope that's not what's happening. I mean, you want to be adding to that, but you just don't <laughs> want like, oh, 30 people left and 30 new people came. Um, and so having those longer term relationships, mm-hmm. right? What is just so different. Um, as a teacher, I was just used to, all right, I've got 12 weeks to do whatever it is I can do with these folks. And so you move very much from a sprint mentality to more of a, of a marathon mentality, right? You realize mm-hmm. if I don't, if I don't have a good lecture, if I don't preach a good sermon, if I don't really hit this perfectly today, that's okay. Cause I'm going to have next week and the next week and the next year, hopefully with these mm-hmm. folks, right? If you blow a whole week when you're teaching, mm-hmm. you lose one out of your 12 mm-hmm. weeks, and that's it. Yeah. Like, it is a zero-sum game in that response. That's so interesting. I know that you're talking specifically about academia and ministry, yeah. but I think it's also an experience a lot of our young adults have just coming out of school into jobs and life. And you go from this, yeah, constantly rotating cast of people, and there's different kinds of energy in that, to the transitions and the momentum, and then boom. You're in a job and with friends that you have to maintain mm-hmm. relationships with. And yeah, you get more time to get it right, but you can also <laughs> screw it up and have to live in it. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think that's spot on, Hallie. Like thinking about sustainable relationships, mm-hmm. it, it is so different because even if, um, even if you have a friend from the day you walk in as an undergrad, you've got four years together. You know, unless you're, you know, in the Brandon plan, then you've got five or six years together. <laughs> um, no, I did it in four. Um, but, uh, but you walk in, you've got four years together, and then you're probably going to end up in different places. You know, there are, there are folks who will outlast me in my ministry. Even if I'm there, even if I'm at Antioch for 30 years, there will be people who are still there after I leave. And that totally, that totally changes the way that, I'm going to interact with them Mm -hmm. knowing that they're going to be there after me is a really significant shift in your relationship. It, um, it, it moves it into much more in my mind, at least a familial, um, it is, it is more akin to, to family than it is to coworkers or whatever. 
And I think part of that is what we have to reshift and thinking about our corporate world, nonprofit world, whatever, however people are working education, we've got to reshift what it means to actually be in relationship with those folks. If we want there to be healthy places for people to spend eight, 10, whatever, 12 hours of their day every day. And so it's a real struggle to do that. So whenever I, God bless them, I cut my teeth on the congregation at Palms Presbyterian Church in Jacksonville Beach. And that was a crash landing for me. Um, Mm -hmm. I was still working on my dissertation at night and I would be there during the day. Mm -hmm. And I was with the same folks. I was, I was just with them for a year, but even just being with the same group of folks for the year, there are those moments when you're like, Oh, we've succeeded. And then you wake up the next day and you're like, Oh, we have to succeed again (laughs) today. And then we have to do the same thing again the next day with the same group of folks. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is, that is overwhelming at times, but, um, as I've started thinking about how to have a sustainable ministry, sustainable presence, it's actually become really anchoring like, Mm -hmm. oh, they're going to be there. Like Mm -hmm. these folks are going to be there. I'm going to walk in on Sunday. I'm going to walk into this Bible study and I I know who's going to be there. I know these folks are going to be there and be a part of this. Mm -hmm. And that's been a fun shift. Um, and kind of the way I viewed it from something very intimidating and daunting to now something very reassuring. Mm. So what you asked me, so you asked me what was, it, I answered. You answered all the questions. I love that. I, I did. Okay. Yeah, you're good. Okay. All right. Sorry. No, I did. So, um, we've invited Brandon here in part because we're doing this, this confession on the series that we've been talking about. And so we've asked a couple of our other pastors to come in and talk about, their feelings about and their experience with different confessions. Uh, And we're moving into, in these next couple of weeks, um, a conversation about writing our own confessions and confessions Mm -hmm. that are actually being written um, in our life together here and now. And one of those that was written just a couple of years ago is called the Sarasota Statement. And the Reverend Dr. Brandon Frick was part of writing this statement. So in our next episode, we are going to talk to Brandon a little about that, about that experience, about the content of that statement, and we hope that you will join us for that. If you haven't yet, make sure that you subscribe to Millennial Ministry on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, or you can find us on our website, villagepresya.org slash podcasts, or you can do what is better and come and see us in real life. Thursday nights for Theology Thursday, uh, or anytime on two campuses on Sunday for worship. We will hope to see you soon.